Welcome back to Chasing Dramas. We are your hosts, Kathy and Karen. Well, here you have it. Due to popular demand, we are kicking off our fourth season, if you will, of our Chinese history through Chinese drama series and starting our discussion of the 48 episode exquisite Tang Dynasty drama Chang'an Shen, or The Longest Day in Chang'an. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to reach out to us on Instagram or Twitter at Chasing Dramas, or else email us at Karen and Kathy at ChasingDramas.com. Do also check out our website, www.ChasingDramas.com, for our latest drama reviews or commentary. For this podcast, it is in English and we will be using proper Mandarin to pronounce all names. We are not going to attempt to translate the names into English and we would rather not westernize the pronunciation. We will also pronounce the proper nouns as they are done in the drama. In some cases, if the noun is referring to, for example, a Turkish last name, we still will use the Mandarin pronunciation. In today's podcast episode, we will provide an overview of the drama and cast, as well as introduce the historical individuals that the drama portrays, or at least the two main leads. In future podcast episodes, we will continue with a plot recap and historical analysis as we usually do. This drama is also based off of a very popular book of the same name. Funnily enough, Kathy and I actually just bought the physical version of the book today at a charming bookstore in Chinatown, so we are going to provide our comparisons to the book for this drama as well. This is our first extensive foray into the Tang Dynasty with the popular 2019 drama The Longest Day in Chang'an or Chang'an Shen, starring Lei Jiayin as the main character Zhang Xiaojing, Yi Yang Qianxi as Li Bi, Ruo Yizha as Tan Qi, Zhou Yiwei as Long Bo, and a whole slew of other actors and characters that we'll discuss throughout the drama. This 48-episode series aired on June 27th, 2019 on Youku and was a huge hit in the summer of that year. I want to put a disclaimer here in that this drama is different from the other three dramas we've performed our deep dive analysis on because this is a heavily male-dominated drama. As such, the focus is no longer in the confines of a palace or a household. In this drama, the city of Chang'an is the focus and honestly the playground for our characters. Additionally, I want to make clear that this drama is more fast-paced and gruesome than the three previous dramas we've discussed. It's grittier, dirtier, more complicated, and more bloody. This is absolutely a thriller drama. This might be a turnoff for many of our listeners, and we really debated what other Tang Dynasty drama we should cover instead. But given that this was the clear winner in our online poll and the fact that we cannot deny how amazing the production value is in this drama and how steeped in history this drama is, we decided that we would be remiss in not discussing this drama. But 
I wanted to state that disclaimer and completely understand why this drama may not be your cup of tea. So then, why should you watch this drama and why are we discussing it today? This drama received widespread critical acclaim after it aired. Let me list out some of its accolades. It was nominated for the Best Television Series and Best Actor for Lei Jiayin at the 26th Shanghai TV Festival Magnolia Award in 2020. It actually won for Best Cinematography and Best Production Design. For the 30th China TV Golden Eagle Award, the drama won for Best Television Series and Best Cinematography and was nominated for Best Director, Best Screenplay, Best Song, and Best Actor for Yi Yang Qianxi. These awards are almost akin to the Golden Globe Awards that we have in the U.S. This drama won plenty of others as well. And trust me, this drama deserved all the awards for cinematography and product design. I've seen a lot of Chinese dramas and this drama blew me out of the water. It was like watching a movie for the entire drama. The attention to detail, the breadth of characters, and the overwhelming activity in this drama made me feel like I was really in the Tang Dynasty in Chang'an at that time. From what we know is that the drama was filmed over the course of 217 days with over 29,000 extras and crew members for the cast of around 18,000 people. Primary actors on screen were about 3,500. In order to actually replicate Chang'an during the Tang Dynasty, the production crew went out and built it, actually built the city over 70 acres of land. And it is plenty evident that a lot of money and care was put into creating this drama and the cast also did a great job given the costumes and intense fighting that took place, which meant there was also a lot of training and coordination involved too. There's plenty of parkouring in this drama, which I thought was very cool to see. After watching this drama, you feel like you actually caught a glimpse of how grand Chang'an really was. I always find it hard to conceptualize that all of this was happening in the 700s AD a time when the United States was still a millennia away from even existing and Europe was still solidly in the Middle Ages. This drama is also fascinating in that it isn't only a Chinese cast. There are people from other countries in it as well. Another reflection of the diversity in Chang'an during the Tang Dynasty, which we will most certainly explore. This drama is very dense and is chock full of history and cultural references. So much so that we'll probably split episodes in two or three just to discuss all of the nuances we see in a single episode, something we have not done yet for one of these history-focused podcast episodes. Additionally, I find the soundtrack stunningly beautiful. The lyrics for each song in the soundtrack is based on prose or ci by the famous Chinese poet Li Bai and is accompanied by a mix of traditional Chinese and modern, sometimes even Western, instruments. My personal favorites are Duan Xing and Qing Ping Yue. Even if you don't watch this drama, I highly recommend listening to these pieces or at least the soundtrack in general. It is quite beautiful. So at a high level, this 48 episode drama depicts the events in the 24 hours 
of the Lantern Festival in 744 under the reign of Emperor Tang Xuanzong Li Longji. A terrorist plot was uncovered by Jing Ansi, or I'll use this translation, the Department of City Security. And the chief, a young Li Bi, orders the release of a local police captain, Zhang Xiaojing, who was on death row, accused of murdering the local magistrate in Wanyan County. Li Bi needs a person such as Zhang Xiaojing, who operates in the gray zone between the local law enforcement and underground gangs to uncover the plot. The pair race against time, literally, to uncover the terrorist plot and the secret machinations at court before the plot can succeed on the night of the Lantern Festival. This drama is based on a book by the same name by the author Ma Boyong, published in 2017. There are actually a series of wonderful behind-the-scenes clips that Yoku has uploaded that goes in-depth on the various aspects of this drama. The author, Ma Boyong, also provides a 50-minute discussion on the history of Chang'an, which we will be referencing in our discussion as well, since, unfortunately, I don't see English subtitles for those videos. These videos are on YouTube, at least in the States. A fun fact is that in the video, the author shares that one of the earliest inspirations for writing The Longest Day in Chang'an was his visit to the Xi'an Museum and seeing a giant sand miniature model of a map of Chang'an. The grandeur but also intricate details for how the city was organized and functioned drove him to create a story around this city, which is what we have today. Fascinatingly, the book, the physical book that we bought, also came with a handy map of the city of Chang'an so that we can follow along while we watch the drama and also read the book. When I saw that, I was like, oh, yay, great. We actually find a physical copy. <laughs> That's worth the X amount of dollars we paid for this book, right? So far in our podcast series, we have only lightly touched up upon the Tang Dynasty in our discussion of the movie Xuanzang and also the drama discussion of Weaving a Tale of Love. Instead, we've been focusing our dramas on the most recent dynasty, the Qing, and another one on the Song. So let's finally turn our attention to another fascinating time period in Chinese history. Let's give a brief overview of the Tang Dynasty for those of you who are unaware. The dynasty was first established in 618 AD under the first emperor Li Yuan. The Li family ruled the empire through 907 AD with an interregnum between 690 through 705 AD. This drama is set very specifically in the year 744 under the reign of Emperor Xuanzong of Tang. His personal name is Li Longji, but in history, we know him under his temple name, Xuanzong. This emperor also has a very popular posthumous name called Ming Huang. So if anyone reads Tang Ming Huang, they are also referring to this emperor. By 744, we have already had over 100 years of rule under the Li family. 
During that time, we also saw the only female emperor in Chinese history, Wu Zetian, who reigned from 690 to 705. Li Longji captured the throne in a coup in 712 at the age of 27. He ruled all the way up until 756, making him the longest reigning monarch during the Tang Dynasty. The Anmu Shan Rebellion wreaked havoc on the empire, leading the emperor to flee the capital and abdicate the throne. Emperor Tang Xuanzong lived for another six years and died in 762. A little bit more on the specific setting for the drama. It is set in the historical capital of Chang'an, now known as Xi'an. The city is famous. For the discovery of the terracotta warriors left behind from the first emperor Qin Shi Huang, Chang'an, the city itself, was the capital of thirteen Chinese dynasties and kingdoms, dating all the way back from the Zhou Dynasty in the 11th century BCE all the way to the end of the Tang Dynasty in 904 AD. Chang'an, as a city, was a global trading hub. During the Han Dynasty, the city began the Silk Road, and thousands of travelers came and went through the gates of Chang'an for trade. We'll see this fully on display in this drama. I myself have gone to the city of Xi'an or modern-day Xi'an. It's a very interesting mix of the historical as well as the modern. It's a mix of a lot of Muslim influences, surprisingly. So I went there and had a lot of great lamb <laughs> and noodles there. I'll talk a little bit about my experience as we move on through this drama. The year 744 was also a very specific choice. This was the third year in the era of Tianbao. If you'll recall, Chinese emperors would name years as eras, so that's how people understood. Okay, this is. Correspondingly, for example, 744. In this year, 744, Emperor Tang Xuanzong changed how to count the years from using the word "nian" to "zai." The emperor wanted to show that he was unique and decided that you know what, I don't want to use the word "nian." That's too common. "Nian" is what we use in our day-to-day -day lives to say, "Okay, Happy New Year." You use. 新年好 or 今年 this year. He said, "No, it's too common. I want to use the word 在 because that's what the mythical emperors of the past used. So that is why in this year, instead of 天宝三年 he changed it to 天宝三在 As we move forward with this drama, I'll discuss the implications of this change. And its lasting impact towards the rest of the emperors until the fall of the Qing Dynasty. In this year, the famous poet and politician He Zhizhong retired and left the capital city. We'll see this character in the show. Similarly, in this year, the second Turkic Khaganate was defeated by the Tang Dynasty and the Uyghur Khaganate. The Turkic groups play a big role in this drama. And that is why I wanted to bring this piece of history up. And perhaps finally, the famous noble consort Yang Yuhuan enters the palace as a consort in 
We've talked quite extensively about her in our discussion of the story of Yancy Palace through poems and operas. We only get a glimpse of her in this drama, but she nevertheless will have an outsized impact on the empire. This history and location sets the stage for our drama. If there are specific topics that you'd like for us to cover, let us know. But as we mentioned before, there is so much to discuss with regards to the Tang Dynasty, specifically the era of Tang Xuanzong and Chang'an itself. Now let's turn to talk about our main cast. It really is just two main characters. The rest of the cast is huge, and we will discuss each of them along the way. But for today, let's focus on our two main characters, who they are, who they're playing, and their historical counterparts. First up is Lei Jiayin, who plays Zhang Xiaojin. Lei Jiayin was born in 1983 in the province of Liaoning and is a graduate of the Shanghai Theater Academy. He got his start in the entertainment industry in the 2004 historical romantic comedy Jianghu Qiaojiaren, or my translation, The Beauties in Jianghu. For the past two decades, he's starred in countless dramas and movies and has steadily built up his reputation as an actor with serious acting chops. He's mainly starred in modern dramas or at least more contemporary ones. There are exceptions though, such as this drama, The Longest Day in Chang'an. In 2017, he won the Golden Horse Award for Best Supporting Actor for the movie Brotherhood of Blades. He also starred in the hit TV show, Sheng or The First Half of My Life that year. His next really big hit was this drama, The Longest Day in Chang'an. Since then, he's been in a slew of box office hits and Chinese dramas. His audience is really with the older crowd, so we won't see him too much in idle dramas. Though he was also a regular on the hit variety TV show, Go Fighting or Xian Kiao Zhan. And everyone joked that he is known as the big head guy because of how big his head is. That show, Xian Tiao Zhan, is really how I've seen him, at least, and he can be ruthless and also hilarious in that reality TV show, which just goes to show that he does have serious acting chops because on one hand, he is hilarious, and on the other, he is very, very serious. In this drama, he plays the ex-police captain, Zhang Xiaojing. He was put on death row for the murder of a local magistrate, but pulled from his death sentence to assist Li Bi and the Department of City Security to foil a terrorist plot. Throughout the drama, we see how Zhang Xiaojing operates in that gray zone of morality and what he holds most dear to himself in order to save the city. Zhang Xiaojing is a historical character, but only mentioned once in the Chronicle of Events of An Lu Shan, or An Lu Shan Shi Ji by Yao Runeng, so it certainly isn't a factual retelling of Zhang Xiaojing's life. Let's close out with our discussion of Yi Yang Tianxi, who portrays the character of Li Bi. Yi Yang Tianxi is also known as Jackson Yi. Born in 2000, 
Yes, 2000. He is a member of the wildly popular Chinese boy band TF Boys. He's been a member since 2013, and this young boy band, along with his bandmates of Wang Yuan and Wang Junkai, took China by storm with their catchy songs and charming image. They've already accomplished what many consider capstones in their careers. I'll focus on Jackson. This particular young man has already presented at the Grammys, had his first film, Better Days, or Shaonian Deni, nominated at the Oscars in the Best Foreign Film category, had several box office hits, including The Battle of Lake Changjin, which grossed over 5 billion Chinese yuan. If you convert that, that's over 900 million US dollars, making it one of the biggest box office hits in Chinese history. Oh, and this young man is also a regular on the Chinese New Year's Gala, has several hit albums, is a very talented dancer, and also a graduate of the Central Academy of Drama. Boy, he's done a lot. He did get himself embroiled in a little bit of a scandal of basically bribery to uh, get into another drama academy. I talked about this a little bit in our last year's episode for In the Know, so I'll just leave it at that. This particular drama, The Longest Day in Chang'an, which came out in 2019, so he filmed this when he was only 18, really was a turning point for him as people started to appreciate this young man's turn towards more serious acting roles. In this drama, he portrays Li Bi, the chief of the Department of City Security. He was a Chinese Go prodigy and, upon reaching adulthood, became a member of court. He is decisive yet meticulous. His primary goal is the safety of the people of Chang'an, but he's also deeply loyal to the crown prince. He'll do everything he can to protect the prince's position, putting him at odds with several other members at court. This character is based off of the real-life politician Li Bi. While the sound of the names is the same, the words have different meanings. B with the B sound means a brisk flow of spring water, while B in the drama means must. Li Bi in history also served Emperor Xuanzong and was deeply loyal to the crown prince and subsequent emperor Tang Suzong. We'll discuss more about his history throughout the drama. And that is a wrap for this intro to the drama episode. Please join us as we embark our journey to the beautiful Tang Dynasty. If you're looking for sites to watch dramas and you're in the U.S., head over to our sponsor, Jubao TV. That's J-U-B-A-O TV. It's a free service that has a selection of Chinese dramas and movies to watch. They've launched on Sling TV, and you can stream it through the website Jumo, the platform Plex, or else access it on TV if you have Xfinity or Cox Contour. Again, all of this is free. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you in the next episode.